We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain, Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That's Tyler Siski. That makes me laugh every time. That's two like, smooth ones in a row. It's two really good ones. Uh, welcome into the show. Thank you for uh, being with us. Appreciate it. Happy uh, Happy Monday to everyone. Super Bowl 57 in the books. What was the final? 38-35. 38-35. Kansas City beats Philadelphia. We'll talk about I heard that. About that. I heard about that game. Talk about that. Um, all the Eagles fans in the stream, probably not in the stream today. They'll sure they're, they're in their fields today. <laughs> I'm rolling with my melomania today. It's been a minute since I've had melomania. Yeah. You know, you have melomania. The other day we had watermelon warlord, and there's some there's some similarities. The the uh, inferno version. That's pretty good, dude. You're not, you're not a big watermelon guy, though, are you? Not really like watermelon much. I tell you, that's where it's at. I don't hate the flavor. I just don't really like it. It's just not my thing. I mean, I can. This tastes like a um, watermelon Jolly Rancher. That's the best way I can describe this. It's good. It also sells out fast because it's hard to find in stores as well. That and Cherry Limeade sell out very quickly in our local market. Oh, cherry Limeade is fantastic. Yeah, it's good. I've got the uh, white gummy bear today. Yeah. So. A little post-workout gummy bear? Yeah, post-workout gummy bear. You need those BCAAs to get your get your muscles growing back. Speaking of, uh, this show, obviously, brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. Where are my Eagles fans at, Neil? They uh, are not flapping their wings today. All right. I did not watch much of the game. I I, I did see. Really? I really didn't. I kind of followed along in places. Yep. Um, 
we we watched the halftime show. Okay. Laura wanted to watch the halftime show, um, so we did. And then, did you see the national anthem? I did see the national anthem. Special. He was he was terrific. I I like Stapleton. I'm a huge Chris Stapleton fan. So it's funny, Chris Stapleton, the music that that some of the music that he does that I love, I love it. And he has some music that's just not for me, which is fine. Yeah, it's not you know, some of his stuff that's, I think, a little more old country is not my thing. Yeah. Um. Well, that's his thing because he has the right. old country voice. I mean, his voice is just incredible. But but some of his stuff is remarkable, and he's he's very talented. Um. So I, I saw that, and then you know, we were we were we were cooking. Laura made red beans and rice, and I kind of helped a little bit and stuff like that. And we were just kind of chilling, and I really wasn't paying attention to it. And in the second half, I thought when it was Philly was up by ten at the half, I thought, well, they're going to win, and I just kind of moved on. And um, I guess it got thirty-five twenty-seven. Is that when you started? And well, thirty-five twenty-seven. But I knew it was thirty-five twenty-seven, and then I saw where they scored, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to flip to it. And so at that point they got two, and then I'm like, okay, well I'm in now. So I really didn't watch closely until it was 35 to 33. Yeah. So I missed a lot of Super Bowl, but I've I know this will come as a big surprise. I watched every play. Well, I've read enough about it and watched <laughs> enough highlights now to sort of feel like I saw the game. There was two or three plays that I think, based on what I can tell, two or yeah. three plays that really haunt the uh, the, the Eagles. The, the big, Monday after. Yeah. The big thing. Obviously, the big controversy today is the holding call called on James Bradbury um, on the last drive because they're off the field. Even though the Eagles are time, out of timeouts, they have um, – or maybe they had one left at no, that time. They, they would have had one left. They'd have one left like a minute 40 down three, had a chance to go down. And, yeah, and that's about right. A minute 45 is what they would have had down three, assuming that he makes the kick from that distance, and I think he would have. Yeah. It's 30 – 835 and they're going to get the ball back with about a minute in all likelihood a minute all day a minute 45 yeah. and a timeout in the nfl all day and all, you, and all you need is a field goal cross cross midfield in the nfl you're damn near in field yeah. goal range. a field goal would have sent it to overtime and i think that's where so many people frankly self-included now i don't know how the game was called this is going to be my first question to you did they call that all night or or no what so no there was a but that's where people that's where the fussing comes in even as a coach or a player right you know probably about a quarter and a half into the game, how the game's getting called. And as coaches now, you'll – I did it a lot. <laughs> hey, you're able to get away with some stuff? Oh, they're not – if they're – like if, if I'm coaching receivers, right, and they're being real ticky-tack on, you know, PI or whatever, I mean, we're going we're gonna to run into you a little bit. We're going to force you to be physical back and to get some calls and things. Like you, you start coaching into the calls – but from a coaching they, standpoint, all you really want is consistency, consistency, right? Consistency. That's all you want. And the entire night, they let them play. Okay? okay. They let them play. I think, that, I mean, obviously, besides offsides, uh, they let one of those tackle false start deals go one time, and then they called it the, they let the Eagles away, get away with it. The tackles jumping before the ball snap kind of deal. Lane Johnson. And yeah, they let him get away with it. And then they called. Uh, Kansas City, they called Orlando uh, Brown doing it one time. But that's kind of, okay, good. They called legal use to the hands of the face one time that was on uh, Indomitka Sioux. They called that. Um, but and they called an offensive pass interference early, either first quarter, third quarter, somewhere. They called an uh, offensive pass interference on blocking 
downfield before, you know, in the NFL, which is a good call. Okay. What they didn't call is in the second quarter when the Eagles called up, when the, you know, when they, they had a chance to, it was, I guess, what, 10 7, whatever it was, and they, they start. Juju get, gets PI'd and held and everything else on a third down in the second quarter that forced Kansas City to punt that gave the Eagles a chance to get a 10 point lead at around midfield. And he got spun around. It was legit, big time call, and they don't call it. It was probably the worst non call on a holding on Kansas on Juju. Okay. That would have extended the drive and kept going. That was the one that shocked me. It doesn't get called. And I was like, okay, they're going to let them play. And they did. They let them play all night long until the very last call. And then they call the holding. Was it holding? Yes, it was. And look, I would like to say, and this is, this goes to my, when I talk about, I know players, uh, I've sat in that kid's living room. I, I personally recruited him and signed him at Arkansas State, James Bradbury. Okay. Okay. Pleasant Grove High School, Birmingham, Alabama. Um, sat in his living room, recruited him. All I had to beat was Sanford on him. That's the only team we had to beat, believe it or not. Um, gets to Arkansas State. We come to – he was a – we redshirted him. We go. We come to Ole Miss talking about the wish the portal was around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we come to Arkansas State and uh, come to come to Ole Miss. And then uh, Gus cuts him because he wasn't good enough. And if he had stayed at Arkansas State, he'd have been the highest drafted player ever out of Arkansas State. Where did he end up going? Sanford. Sanford. He went back home because okay. nobody wanted him. How about that? Yeah, it's all pro. Two time. Um, anyway. To his credit, he's taken every single question. All right, that's who you're getting. He mm-hmm. is a phenomenal character kid, raised by his mother and his grandmother. Phenomenal kid. He'll stand up and answer the music. That's what I liked about him. You know, he's a. That's what he does. He's a big physical corner and and um, is a phenomenal human being. He said, he, he, gra- he, said he grabbed it. the jersey. He yeah. said I was hoping I'd get away with it. And you know what? But that's a product of, in his defense, it's a product of the way the game was being called, right? I mean, that's that's a product of why it's why it was what it was. Uh, but Juju not getting – I mean, there were worse calls. But I want to say all that to say this. Eagles fans, that's not why your ass lost the game. Everybody blames it on the one call. People are pissed off today about that call because 70% of the money was on the Eagles. So 70% of America is pissed off because they wanted the Eagles to win. I tried to tell your ass on Thursday that it was going to be the Kansas City money line and the over. By the way, I also said Travis Kelsey was going to be the first touchdown scorer, and I only missed it because they lost it. They won the damn coin toss. He was the first touchdown scorer on, on the first drive at Kansas City touched the ball. Almost hit that son of a bitch, too. Um... But that's not why you're. That's not why they lost the game. Philadelphia in the playoffs, and when they win the game, and everybody, and that's all. All you, I don't see any freaking Eagles fans in here. I didn't see your ass on TikTok. Okay, talk, I got talk, the whole. Hey, talk to the Eagles hey, people. I, y'all have gone missing. Okay, you're greasing poles in downtown Philadelphia on Saturday and Sunday. Bad mojo. Don't do that. Did you see this? Y'all are greasing poles in downtown Philly the day before the game. They're flipping cars in downtown Philly already celebrating at like noon yesterday. Bad mojo. You don't do that. You never mess with the gods. They came back. The football gods saw that, and they said, you know There's what? There's no question about that. You, you, don't, you don't do that. So I got a little, I got a little deal for you. This is, comes from my guy Rich Rod right here. Hey, look. So all you guys, and y'all, hey, not one of them has 
said it's shit on TikTok the last two days. They've gone disappearing. They've been talking shit for two, three weeks. I, I haven't seen you. So I got a message for you. This is courtesy from my friend Rich Rod. This nice shirt he gave me. This is Rich Rodriguez, the uh, Jacksonville State coach. For those of you who are listening to the never podcast. Never be soft. The T-shirt on the back says never be soft with an exclamation point. Show up. It does. All right, good. Stop being soft. You lost. Show up and take your ass kicking. And for people that don't go to work today because their team lost, that's soft. Show up. Like my man James Bradbury, he's not soft. And I hate this because I love a lot of players and coaches on the Eagles. Yeah. Still love you guys. This is just your fan base is obnoxious. The most obnoxious fan base in the history of history of any any sport. Um, but here's why you lost. This is why you're 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 hungover and you didn't go to work today. It's because besides Jalen Hurts, besides Jalen Hurts, the rest of the team yep. had 17 carries for uh, 2.64 yards. They didn't run the ball. What if I told you that Patrick Mahomes with a high ankle sprain outgained every running back in your backfield rushing yesterday? That would be a sign that I was in trouble. I mean, you're, you're screwed. Patrick Mahomes had more rushing yards than your entire backfield not named Jalen Hurts. Hertz is probably kicking himself today for the fumble, right? The scoop and score. Take me, I didn't take me through the play. What happened? I mean, he just lost handle on the ball. I mean, he was trying to make a play. He lost handle on the ball. It happens. Bad, bad timing, but yeah. it wasn't anything like it just happened. It, nothing he really did wrong besides drop the ball, but he was just trying to make a play and lost handle on the ball. Other than that, he played pretty well, right? He played really good. Um they still didn't, you know, we talked about it on the you know, podcast on Thursday about Chris Jones needing to be a factor. Chris Jones was a non-factor, man. He did a good job in the run game, run defense, which by st- by stats it showed. He really took up two guys. He did a good job holding his gap, but he had no – maybe one play, I think one time he actually got got penetration and flushed him left, which is what you got to do to uh, Jalen is flush him left. Jalen threw – you know, if it wasn't for A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts, people would be talking about him today. A.J. Brown saved him, one on the long touchdown. That was a shitty ball into double coverage. And A.J., you know, it was bad ball judgment by the corner, great ball judgment by A.J., which is something he's phenomenal at. He goes around the guy, makes a Superman play. It looked really easy. That was a very difficult play A.J. Brown made. And then the second time he saved him, they went back to a similar double, you know, a, a corner post, goes back into double coverage. It should have been picked. And A.J. goes up and makes a, you know, Gets it away from the defense. So there were two. Yeah, yeah, you don't throw those balls. You know, he was just taking a chance. So the Eagles' defense. Yep. This season, you're, you have the note here. They were a third all time in in sacks. They were like five away from from taking over like the eighty five Bears, dude. They did not get to Patrick Mahomes very much. Did not sack him at all yesterday. Big goose egg. That's why you lost the game. Stop blaming it on the penalty. You lost the game because you couldn't run the football when you've been shoving it up everybody's ass. And you never got to Patrick Mahomes nil times. But hats off to freaking Kansas City now. The offensive line's been suspect a little bit. I mean, dude, that I mean, that's a legit defensive line, man. And no sacks. I mean, that's that's why you lose the game. Pretty simple on that. Blame it on that. Oh, let's go. You wanna go to the coaching part of it? Sure. Let me tell you why else you lost the game. Because you never adjusted your tight red zone coverage. You got exposed early in the game. They get exposed, and no, everybody's talking about the two that they score the touchdown on. They get into they're in cover zero on the, on the tight red zone. 
and they bring um, – they actually ran the ball – or no, they threw, a, threw it out of the backfield for like a four-yard gain. But they got caught passing the way they were trying to pass stuff off. And you can't do that. If you get caught like that, people that are smart, like these dudes that are getting paid gazillions of dollars on that they were playing like at the Super Bowl, these real smart coaches, they'll see that. And they saw it. So basically what they're doing, let me try to explain it to you in layman's terms. Okay. And cover zero, it's man coverage, right? Yep. No safety help, no nothing. Cover zero, no help. And you're bringing pressure. So they were bringing motion and how they were answering – you got two choices. You can either, okay, you take off a motion, I got to run with you, okay, or you can pass it off and then bump it so you're up the guy waiting on him. He can't just run full speed and catch it in the flats on the other side. Does that make sense? Yep. So what they did is they were bringing fast motion, and they were basically getting to a stack position to as soon as they bumped, and you could see you could see Patrick Mahomes' eyes. As soon as they started to bump, he asked for the ball, and so they started kicking, and so the guy that was covering guy in motion bumped to the number two guy, and then he stopped and whipped right back out. There's nobody covering him. Wide ass open. The first time they did it, they brought him across, and they threw a ball in the backfield, and they saw how they were adjusting. Two, the last two touchdowns they scored, they ran the exact same play on both sides and scored. Walk-in, free, unmolested, touchdown. I mean, just because they, they call him a bump. You can't do that in the NFL. The first time you get caught, they're going to see it. Hell, they got caught twice. You can't pass it off like that. You got to you got to change the way you're passing it off. You as can go you can I, go red seven. You can do a bunch of things, but you cannot pass it off like that once you get caught. As a coach, are you shocked they didn't make that adjustment? I'm astonished. Yeah, like that's a problem. Like that that's a big deal. This isn't just like playing a video game and you got caught bringing you know, you know nickel pressure mid mid zero blitz and Madden. I mean, this is a problem. Which twice, not once, twice. Yeah, back to back drives. Cost a touchdown, so that was a uh, that was a really really big deal there. So that's why they lost. Um, and then obviously the the two big plays which we talked about um, were the uh, the scoop and score and the punt return. Punt return was big, really, really big. It was basically a touchdown. And here and here's the it was essentially right. Yeah. So, but if you watch it from the end zone copy, which I, I got a chance to see this morning. It was terrible coverage, man. I mean, they had nobody. They had like nine of their 11 guys were outside the wrong hash, and they were setting up a wall, which tells me they've seen it on film. They knew what they were doing. I mean, they were over there. That was like old school 1984 build a wall punt return, man. I mean, there was nobody left. Um, terrible coverage lanes. The con- there was no contain. I mean, th- you have contain and you have an alley runner, and there was neither one of those guys. I don't know what they were doing, but they saw something on film. Um and they attacked it, and it hit, man. And so it was. It changed the game, and that's why you lose. So we get some other topics in a minute. We want to first tell you about our next partner, Athletic Greens. I take AG One by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG One a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune system support, and I hate taking pills. I take AG1 every afternoon to break my fast. I love knowing I'm doing something good for my body, giving my body the nutrition it craves, covering my nutritional basis. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust AG1. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water and drink it fast uh, in, in the afternoon. Done. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. Pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit. 
with the highest quality sourced ingredient. It's a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com backslash mpw. That's athleticgreens.com slash mpw. Check it out. Um, so let's talk a little gambling. Yeah. Very, I was a very happy human being last night. I had a little four unit, a little four unit parlay on the chief's money line and the over. So I was very happy for a holding call. <laughs> you are, yeah. I really, and here's all kidding aside, going back to the holding call. Do you know what would have happened though? If they didn't call it, and the Eagles drove down and scored and won the game. Now you'd have people bitching about that should have been called. It wasn't. There was. It's, you're in a no-win situation. It's very, very difficult to officiate professional sports. They did a really good job, except for that last play. But that's so big. You again. You've laid out all the reasons why the game went the way it did. But I think the one thing you want from the officials in a game like that, and when I say this, I mean from a fan perspective. I didn't care. I kind of wanted Philly to win just because I hate the the Chiefs. And I only really hate the Chiefs because they beat the Bengals. Kind of. I want, when you get done, I want to talk about that. Officiating was bad. <laughs> um, I think I think it had something. To, I, I said this out loud, though. I think you're on to something here. I said this out loud yesterday. Okay. I think the NFL told them to swallow the whistle. Like, it was apparent that they were not calling shit yesterday. Do you know how many offensive holding calls there were yesterday? Okay, so here's my thing. It's my point. So if you're going to let them play, let them play. Don't call that play. And then let's let Harrison Butker go kick the field goal. Woohoo, 38-35. Going to go kick it off, probably out of the end zone. And Jalen Hurts is going to take the field at, what, the 25-yard line? Yep. It's about a minute 40 to go. And a timeout. One, right? Yep. And he's going to have his moment. We've seen quarterbacks have those moments. And sometimes the moment is ends up being spectacular, and sometimes they don't get it done. Right. Seen, seen Eli Manning, a couple of those that defined his career, right? Yeah. I mean, Eli Manning had Tom two. Tom Brady, all of the great Tom ones. Brady's had tons of it, and Tom yeah. Brady had some where he didn't get it done. Yep. And, and it, it, it's what you want, though. As a fan... That's what you want. You want to see, I want okay, I want to see the Eagles take the field. There's three potential outcomes at that moment. They're going to drive and get a touchdown that wins the Super Bowl. They're going to drive and get a field goal that sends us to overtime. We're going to get Patrick Mahomes in overtime. Ooh, sign me up. Or they're not going to get it done. The Chiefs defense is going to make a play and they're going to celebrate. I don't want it to be decided by a yellow hanky. That's it. Yeah. That's my whole thing. And everybody knows it. So if you're right, and I think you probably are, that they told them, hey, look, that Buffalo-Kansas City game, that is not not Buffalo, the Cincinnati-Kansas City game, that is not good for our league. We yeah. don't need that. Let's let these players play. Why the hell are you making that call? Yeah. No, I get it. I get it, dude. And, they, and the other ones – for them not to throw the one, and again, we're going back and we're, you know, playing, you know, butterfly effect. But I think if they call the one that was egregious, 
on Juju in the second quarter and they extend that drive, yep. I think the I think the Chiefs score and we're in a different situation then. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like that one was egregious that did not get called. And then that one on James was a, I mean, yeah, was it a penalty? Yes, but it wasn't like they'd been getting away with worse. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Um I'm about this, and she wasn't watching. I was. Um, and I guarantee you I can find a video. There's going to be a video online. So we talk about props and bad beats and all that stuff. I almost bet this, by the way, and I didn't because the odds were so good. Gainwell, Kenny Gainwell, first touchdown scored was plus 2,200. And for whatever reason, he he has he's done this a couple times this year, right? He's like technically the backup running back, but they don't care about Miles Sanders getting their deal. They end up putting him in there towards the end anyway. He was plus twenty two hundred. First drive of the game, he scores a touchdown. Place is going nuts. They review the play, and he's short by like I mean they put it on the on the hairline a couple inches but at plus 2200 they're going like this and if you've bet that you've got to be yeah woo. and then they then it's gone and then it's gone <laughs> and then jalen hurts at plus 650 does yeah. the quarterback sneak vegas is like <laughs> <laughs> i mean dude like if you had game well plus 2200 that's got to make you oh I, there's got to be a video somewhere online oh of, there's somebody in vegas that you know put 200 dollars down on Gainwell. And was sitting there going, I just made forty four hundred bucks. I mean, let's and, go. And, and now it's gone. Oh, that's got to make you sick. And then um, something that captivated my per my household because my son was all into all these prop bets yesterday, and my son telling me about all these prop bets. The Gatorade color. They didn't show the Gatorade. I mean, it's a big like a lot of people bet on this thing. The Gatorade color, and they didn't show Andy Reid getting hit by the Gatorade. They show him wet. It took like two and a half hours after the game before they could settle what the Gatorade color was. Like there was no video of him. Getting, there was probably a photo of it. They had somewhere. to get a photo. They, right. They, they people were sitting there waiting. Like what's what's the Gatorade color? Nobody knew. <laughs> it was purple. Like somebody probably bet a couple hundred bucks just going through, you know, all kinds of anxiety after the game. And and but it, it was purple. It was like plus seven hundred. Get get you some. So, um, yeah. But that's it on the Super Bowl, man. I just uh, I thought it was a very good game. Um, minus you know, I wish it would have ended a little different. But yeah, because you just don't want that to be. We just did a show, we did twenty something minutes, and the big topic was a call. You yeah. don't want that. Yeah. You want the big topic to be a play that somebody made. Yeah. That's that's, and I don't know how the league gets to that place, but they've got to look at these last couple of games that everyone's going to remember, and it's kind of a deflating thing. Yeah, it sucks. So. Uh, Walk On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. You can also order online at walkons.com or on their convenient Walk-Ons app, especially if you're in Oxford or the Jackson, Mississippi area. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. Um, briefly before we get out of here, a couple NFL notes. Um, yeah. did you see Derek Carr refused his, uh, I did used his no trade clause, I guess. So it tells me two things. One, the saints weren't, weren't going to pay him what he wanted. And then two, 
my guess is that the tampering portal somehow, some way, um, extends to the NFL, and Derek Carr must think he's got a good deal out there somewhere. Well, if they so, if they traded him, the the Saints. This is what I heard anyway. The Saints were wanting to re, redo his contract because of their salary issues. You know, they got salary cap issues, and so they were wanting to redo his current contract. If you trade, you're on your current contract, right? But now he can be released, and basically he's a free agent. So the Saints could still tra- uh, sign him. Well, technically, I guess somebody could pick him up off waivers too, but they're they're going to be on the hook. Yeah, they're not going. They're do not going to do that. So, uh, he'll become a free agent. Um, going to be interesting to see where he ends up. Be very interesting. Because he'll wait and see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Yes, Aaron Rodgers. When is his four days of of solitude over? When when does he come out of the? Dude, I'm. Have you seen this? <laughs> yeah, I'm so interested to to like. I watched a video on this shit over the over the weekend. Mm-hmm. It's the most bizarre shit I've ever seen in my life. You don't think you'd like four days in quiet? No, it's not. I'm cool. I don't. I mean, you can take my phones or whatever you want to yeah. do, right? Sure. I mean, it's not like I I can, but it's like you start hallucinating. And like, what would you think about? No, I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't. It's it like, like it, I, it does something. It's it's sens- sensory deprivation sen- or whatever. Right, right, right. And you start hallucinating, like, dude, like, why if I want to hallucinate. Why, why is he doing that to himself? Well, he did the ayahuasca ayahuasca stuff, right? Yeah, I know. I mean, again, cool. If that's what your thing, go knock it out. I love Aaron Rodgers, by the way. I do too. But he's a different bird. Yeah. But he gets, like, really different. But he's gotten really, really different. Like, since this ayahuasca thing, he's gotten really, really different. That happened, like, two, two and a half, three years ago. Well, he came back and won back-to-back MVP. So, good, it works for, it works for sure. you. Sure. But, like, it's almost like, Sometimes I think he, he had like a, a bad acid trip or something that kind of permanently messed something up with his ticker a little bit. And so now he's got to go out and find other things that I don't like. Could you do that? Four days of complete sin- darkness, no sound in a room. No, I mean, could I? I guess I could. Would I volunteer for it? No. Pay f- no, not volunteer. He's paying for it. Yeah, well, for him, I mean, paying whatever he's paying is. I mean, the last time I checked, now maybe I, I could be wrong. But be like la- you or me paying a couple bucks. I mean, <laughs> Aaron, Aaron's got so much money yeah. that the money doesn't matter. The last time I checked, though, isn't that what we do to, like, the most hardened criminals on the planet? Yes, we solitary, put them in solitary confinement. confinement. Yes. <laughs> and this dude's going to pay for it? I mean, I'd rather go rob a bank or something and go be put in solitary confinement. The difference <laughs> is, is he can say, hey, I, I want out, and they'll immediately he's out yeah i guess that's true you know but you know he's not because it'll be talked about yeah no he's gonna do it he's gonna do it like it's like hold my beer watch this you gotta do it you can't like chicken out that's just something i thought it was interesting that green bay has said finally hey look if he says he wants to get traded we'll we'll trade him it's kind of like green bay's like we've we've this relationship has gone as far as it needs to go let me tell you something else that happened in Green Bay. Why they're willing, the first time that they're willing to do that is this year, and we talked about it on the show during the season, when Aaron Rodgers got hurt for the, whatever game that was, or they took him out, whatever game that was, they were getting their ass kicked. Yeah. Jordan Love's the first time that he looked like a dude that you drafted. They probably saw enough to be like, okay. Well, because if I'm Jordan Love's people, and I think I said this on a previous show a few weeks ago, if I'm Jordan Love's people, I'm going to the Packers and going, look, I, I, I've been a good soldier. He has. Um, been been good. Learned a lot from the MVP. But he's not the MVP anymore. And I'm ready to play. And if you're not going to play me, cool. 
I want out. Right. And there's probably a market for Jordan Love. Oh yeah. You know, I don't know what I don't I don't know how he's robust he's one of the be. best quarterbacks in the league, and he's sitting on the bench. It's my guess. And so I would I would think he's finally gone to the Packers and said, "Look, I'm not doing this another year." And the Packers are probably ready to go. You know what? It's kind of time to turn the page. Yeah. Because um, when they turned the page from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, it worked out. Well, they could also know this is maybe the last shot they get to get some value on Aaron Rodgers in return, too. Right. Because I don't. Hey, Father Time. Yeah. Father Time just keeps marching on. Yeah. So there's that no. dude. He's undefeated, untied, and unscored upon. He just marches. Yeah. Um, and it looked like he had finally got his claws into, into Aaron Rodgers a little bit last year. Rodgers was not as good last year as he'd been in previous seasons. He's still a damn good quarterback, but he wasn't over-the-top elite in much the same way you saw. Like, look, he got his claws into Drew Brees at the end, into uh, uh, Tom Brady at the end. I mean, he's going to win. He will. Maybe he's going into those four days of darkness to get a arm implant or something. I don't know. Yeah, beats me. It's <laughs> weird. Uh, quickly, I don't know if you saw this, but – we all knew that they were waiting on somebody. The Eagles, and I don't know if it's been announced or not, but Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Stockton is expected to be the new head coach of the Colts. He is meeting with them today, and a deal is supposed to be getting done. I have not seen that, if anything happens. It's pretty good solace the day after a Super Bowl loss. You get your first head coaching job. Yeah. I mean, it sucks. That Probably not in a good mood. Um, that's tough. I, I love the – I wish every human being on this planet could, in your profession, basically have the worst day you've ever had and then have to go to work the next day and go through that. That It, it builds character. Sure. Like, go lose kick six and go be in a living room the next night. I mean, it's builds character. And, I mean, you got you to gotta figure, you figure some shit about, out about yourself real quick because it sucks. It does, man. There's nothing worse than losing the last game of the year than having to go pound it, you know, pound a brick the next day. Yeah, that's part of it. All right. In uh, some ways, was it good to be busy though? Stopped you from having all day to just marinate in it. Because I know it was on the back of your mind, but you were still having to recruit and have conversations and do things. So the the, the day, by the time the day ended at ten something. There that was, was probably your first time to really think about it. If you lose a big game and you go back to the practice field the next day, going to practice kind of like fixes everything. You know what I mean? Like mentally, all right, you're on to the next one. You got a thing. It's the last game of the season that sucks because there's no practice the next day. Or if it's between the championship game and the bowl game, there's no practice the next day. Not going to practice. Usually you use practice to flush everything. Does that make sense? Like yep. you – be around the guys because the kids are the kids are fine. You talking about? You talking oh about yeah, they move resilient. On. Yeah, they move on. Kids could care less. They move. The on. kids will not remember what happened. Yeah, they're good. They move on. It's the coaches yeah. that you know because you know that your job's on the line and that was a a little check in the in the bad box on your review. And it's it's coaches take a couple of days like, but you know some are better at it than others. All right, um, switch gears, roll around here because I want to get to a topic we talked about. My main man, just want to let everybody know, I sent a tweet out the other day. I'm going to be extremely 
hard to find unless you're the two schools that already have work to set up on Thursday <laughs> besides you. Um, I have a Tiger Woods problem. You, you, there are few people in the world who love Tiger Woods the way you love Tiger Woods. I don't know if Tiger Woods loves Tiger Woods as much as I love Tiger Woods. Probably not. Like, it's, it's a problem. Like, it's like my wife and kids, <laughs> my parents, yeah. and then, like, right there is Tiger Woods. Yeah. Like, I have a Tiger problem. To the point to where I would you be starstruck if you had an opportunity yes. to hang out with him? Not there's like again, I've been around Alex Rodriguez, all those guys when I was at didn't bother me. It's just I get weird about some people, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> I'll tell you a minute. Tiger Woods, a hundred percent. I would be like, I don't I wouldn't know how to handle myself. But I remember like I I told <laughs> how about this? I told A Rod, Derek Jeter, and uh what's the manager? Uh that was back then. Uh, Joe Torre. No. Is it Girardi? Oh, Joe Girardi. Joe Girardi. All three of them came to an Alabama game, and I made them sit and wait while we went there and talked recruiting with Nick. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a game day. How about that? <laughs> In his office. That doesn't bother me. So it was who was it? But if it was, it was, it was A-Rod, Derek Jeter, and um, Joe Girardi. Oh, they were all there to see Saban? Yeah. They were like in town for the game or something. I don't know. We are playing maybe an LSU game or something. Oh, yeah. It was a big game. And um, they came by the facility, and they his coach would meet with recruits in his office before early. It was early in the afternoon, way before the game. But we had recruits, and I made him wait, wait, because some eighteen year old kid was in there, seventeen year old kid was in there. And then Nick was like, "Hey, why do you tell me?" And I was like, "Well, you know, doing my job." Got kids more important than those yeah, guys. Yeah, those guys. But no, I talk, they were great about it, though. I mean, it wasn't. They were awesome. Yeah. Um, all three of those guys were awesome. And um, what were those guys like in person? Great. Jeter, A-Rod. Very, very extreme. Nicer than you would think. You would think they would be – I didn't, like, hang out with them for an hour. We talked for ten minutes, five minutes. Um, But just normal. You would never know. And I don't know if it was the environment. There was nobody there taking pictures, all that kind of stuff. Probably. You know, Um, but no, they were really nice. But so the only – you may tell you who I got starstruck with at at, uh, at Alabama to blow your mind. Who? Larry McReynolds because I'm a big NASCAR fan. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that's Larry Reynolds. That's my NASCAR guy. And they, everybody laughs at me about that. Yeah. So, yeah. There was all kinds of people. Backstreet Boys were there one time. I, was, I bet you basically met everybody there. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't call it like meeting and like you shake their hand and talk to you, but like uh, a lot of people come to practice and things like that and C- come to games. Celebrities and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially big game weekends. Big game weekends. Singers, country music. And then when if Talladega – was in the fall race, was around a home game. They were going to be in all the NASCAR drivers were going to be there in full effect on Saturday. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Because it's, you know, it's an hour away or whatever. So they were, they would all drive down, a bunch of them. But, um, yeah, Tiger Woods going to make his appearance back this Thursday at the Genesis Open. I put in this morning a $10 win bet <laughs> on Tiger Woods to win at plus 17500 So $10 would win me 1750 bucks. That's freaking value, man. I got to do that, huh? That's just donate money, I know. But plus $17,500. So $10 would make you what? Seventeen hundred and fifty bucks. Oh, okay, yeah, I got you, got you. A hundred, a hundred dollars will make you seventeen thousand five hundred. But I got it in this morning at plus seventeen thousand five hundred. Well, I'll cheer for him. I like Tiger too. I'm a, I'm a big Tiger Woods fan. Not to the extent that you are. He's probably the only person that gets me to watch golf. And so now that he's not really super competitive anymore, I don't really watch. I think, but while I'm a big golf guy. You know that. I know. You watch this year. I bet you there's going to be a resurgence in golf popularity. Why? All right, because last night again, one of the Super Bowl commercials, Full Swing on Netflix, starts on Wednesday. But they had a Michelob Ultra commercial that you could scan the QR code and watch the first episode. Uh-huh. And so, do you know, like the uh, Formula One stuff that's on Netflix, whatever that's called, and and the tennis one that they got on. They have a tennis one that I, I've got. Break point. I've got it. Right? Yeah, I've got it queued up. I haven't watched it yet. Very good. Okay. But there's a Formula One one that's on there that's been on there uh, for a while that has people's interest in the in the game. That is starting Wednesday, and the first episode was awesome. Okay, behind the scenes, it was uh, it's going to go different golfers or whatever. But they had you know big on uh, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. I watched it last night after the Super Bowl. Um, very good. But here's the other other reason is one reason I think PGA has struggled to maintain attention of the casual sports fan is because of the way there was no requirement of who played what event or whatever. If you had the majors, of course, they're all there and you watch them, right? Right. They started these elevated or designated events. They started in last week. Well, they have another one this week. There's going to be like 20 of these bad boys, right? Well, you look at the, at the leaderboard at the end, you've got all the best of the best in there playing. 
And so it's almost major like, you know, on these designated events, there's going to be like 20 of them. So I think combination with those both, I think in the, the, uh, the Sunday afternoon, there's going to be guys, you know, so I mean, it was Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm going out, you know, down the stretch. You're going to have that every single week now instead of being once every, you know, two or three or four times a year. Yeah. So I think that's going to, that in a combination with the popularity. Um, I think they've done a really good job. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'll check that out because I, you'll like it. Yeah, you really will because yeah. it'll give you sneak peek, and it's not golfy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, it's real life. You'll like yeah. it. Like they showed uh, Justin Thomas got sick at the, and he had to he went by himself to uh, Walgreens. You know what I mean? Like oh, so you get to see him as people. Yeah, right. That's cool. All right, I know you're a big uh, UFC guy. There was a there was a big fight over the Did weekend. Did you watch any of it Saturday? No. Come on, dog. I didn't. Um. All right. So the, remember what I did Saturday night. Well, you sent. You probably don't remember. You sent me pictures of what you were drinking. Yeah. And you were switching when you text me. You're like, "Yeah, hey, I'm done with this. I'm switching." <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a fun night, boss. <laughs> yeah, you probably went to bed early. It was an early <laughs> night. Yeah. <laughs> Figured you'd remember that. Um, now the uh, you had uh, Islam uh, Makachev uh, and uh, Volkanovski. There was a pound for pound number one and number two. Didn't get as much hype because it was in Australia. What in Vegas? I don't think they wanted to compete with the Super Bowl and all that stuff. With I sure. think that's why, uh, with the entertainers and everybody going back and forth. But let me tell you something: the other fights were okay. I mean, there were normal fights. Best UFC fight I've ever watched was the main event. Yeah, the two best dudes, uh, Volkanovski went up in classification from, um, and then dude Islam's a beast, and and they just they're very good at the sport. Dude, they went five rounds and they went after it, and it was it was a 48, 47, three rounds to two, basically. Nobody knocked anybody out, uh, but it was just amazing grappling, amazing the whole deal, physical tough ass dudes going at it, and uh, I bet you'll see that again. But if that was in Vegas and got the hype for me, and being an MMA fan, that was the best fight I've ever, best five round fight I have ever watched my own two eyes. So there will be a demand for them to do it again. Absolutely. If you're if you're a UFC fan, that was real, dude. That was who won? Uh, Islam, he won by decision. He controlled because he can take you down. He's very difficult to take down. He's the best grappler in the game by far, and um, and you got dude. It was just amazing. Um, and I know uh, Connor saying uh, Volt got screwed. It was in. He's an Australian. It was in. It was in Australia. He had the crowd behind him. But he got – they put a lot of emphasis on takedowns and ground control, and Islam was able to do that even though he didn't – he usually submits everybody. I mean, he's – I mean, he just – he beats the best. I mean, Charles Oliveira, who was viewed as one of the best ever, I mean, he took care of his ass quick. You know, I mean, just – he does that to everybody. And this was the two best pound-for-pound pound in the rankings, guys. And um, I'm sure it's going to be replayed on ESPN at some point when they get done. If you get a chance to watch it and you didn't watch it, that's one of the best pure MMA. You see basically everything. You see striking the the best of the best going at it. It would have been like been like watching, you know, Jordan and Bird back in the day. I mean, it was yeah. the two best going at it. So it was good. All right, let's uh I want to talk about this because I want I wanna get away from being a coach. And I okay. want to be a fan here. All right. Yeah, I know we don't. I know we're gonna well, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit, but this is kind of the in my life. In the past, when the football's over with, the Super Bowl's over with, the last third of the of the conference schedule mm-hmm. and the tournament is when I start really getting into basketball. 
Well, this year I've been able to really get into it the whole time. And, you know, the SEC, I'm sorry, Eagles fans, because you're not listening today. When you come back and watch it, I know you care about the ACC. Uh, but the ACC is not – it's the Big 12 now. It's the, the Big 12 is the, is Big the old ACC. Big 12 is a beast. Um, but I want to talk about SEC basketball. I think it's an interesting deal. It almost has taken the mirror to me as the football season did. Mm-hmm. You have three at the top. You have three at the bottom. And you got this middle logjam of eight teams that are separated by two games. I mean, there's two games difference between you getting all the way to Friday in the SEC tournament or yep. playing on Wednesday night. Yep. And there's yep. with six to go. And those teams are super even. And so I know there's a top three. I'm, I'm just going to tell you there's a top one. There's a top one. There's a top one. They're better than everybody else. And undefeated. Um, I don't know why. I guess it's because I could pull it up here. I had it up yesterday. I need to pull it back up. Texas A&M had some really bad losses in November. Yep. And they're, people just kind of wrote them off. They're not even ranked. I know. Did they get ranked today? I don't know. I'll look it up while you're talking. But they had like three bad losses, and people were like, that's it. They're done. And and they're not done. Uh, in fact, someone sent me earlier today. Dude, they're 10-2 and two in the league. Yeah, I know. So in the last – let me find this. This is interesting. Let me find it in my – No, they're still not ranked. In the uh, Torvik top 10 ratings since January the 13th, okay? okay? Top 10 teams in the country analytically since January the 13th. Okay, when it counts. Alabama. Shocker. Purdue. Shocker. Creighton. That is a shocker. Baylor is very good. Baylor's legit, dude. Number five, Texas A&M. Yeah. Followed by Indiana, San Diego State, St. Mary's. Have you watched them play, by the way? St. Mary's? Uh-huh. Yeah, I watched them play in Gonzaga last week. Arizona and Texas. Texas A&M's terrific. I mean, they're really good. So what if I told you today's AP Top 25 – and they're not in it, but others receiving votes. Number 26 would be Missouri at 114. They deserve it. Yep. Northwestern at 96. Illinois has got 84. Pittsburgh's 82. Then Nevada. Then Oklahoma State. And then Texas A&M. So Texas a and like 32nd. They're 26, the 27, poll. 28, 29, 30, 31. They are 32nd. That's good. Yeah, it's Look at you. Ridiculous. But they're 10 and 2 in the league. Yeah. And I looked at their net. I mean, that's not a... I mean, technically, their, their they're net's a, about 33. They're a bubble team. Yeah, they're not a bubble team. They're in. But I'm saying, like, if you look at the bracketology and all that stuff, yeah. they're considered right yeah. now. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm but you're t- 10 and 2 in the league, dude. I'm just telling you, they're in. I mean, they're in. I've watched them. I'm, I've watched them. They're a tournament team. They're, they're, they're not, they're not going to, uh, they're not going to lose much. Yeah. Um, and I they're said, they're tough it, as nails. They're tough, man. And I know I said it on the uh, podcast a couple weeks ago when you asked me, like, Missouri Tigers, man, I think they had to lock up a bid on the road win against Tennessee, huh? What's their net right now? I'll find it. They're in the I, – I, I didn't see it. They're, they're in the I'll 40s or whatever. I'll pull up their net. I think they're 44. Maybe that's day name. You think I'd remember this because I, I, I do it every Sunday and I put the, <laughs> put the net in. It's almost like you cover basketball. Um, oh, S- SEC nets are here. Alabama's one. Alabama's two, actually, in the net. Uh, Tennessee's three, Arkansas's 23, A&M's 33, Auburn's 35, 
Uh, Mississippi State's 41. Missouri's 45. Kentucky's 46. Florida's 53, and everybody else is out. Even though I'm telling you, Vanderbilt's a good team. Nobody wants to play Vanderbilt right now. That Liam uh, uh, Robbins. The big guy. Oh, well, since they got he's, him back, that they're they're a good basketball yeah, team. Yeah, pe- people in. people look at him and go, "Oh, he's just a big tall guy." No, 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 no. Dude can move his feet. He can do he's everything. Super skilled. He's very, very good rebounding. Are they in a position that they have to win the tournament or make a run to get in? Yeah, their their net's ninety three. They have uh, or do, or have a strong close. They're thirteen and twelve. I mean, I guess if they won out or something like that, they have to go on a miracle run. Yeah, I mean, they have six games left. If they if you woke up and they're nineteen and twelve, we're having a different conversation. But right. if, if they're like seventeen and fourteen, no, they'd have to win the tournament. But so here's here's who's in. I mean, look at the Nets. Alabama's in, Tennessee's in. Forget it. Bama's gonna be a one seed. Yep. Um, Tennessee at least a two. Arkansas six and six in the league. Arkansas is that hurt Saturday. It did, but State played so freaking well. State played above their heads. And Arkansas was trying to integrate Nick Smith Jr. and they got a little rusty and they got a little out of control and he let the big stay in too long and he fouled out with ten minutes left and that was a mistake. Yeah. Um, Musselman kind of got cute. Arkansas two and five in uh, quad one, three and one in quad two, twelve and two. Let's see. Wait, hold up. There's only two SEC teams with a winning record against quad one teams. Arkansas is four and two against quad two, and that's what's going to bail them out. They have no bad losses. They're seven and one quad three, four and zero oh quad four. Texas A and M is thirty three in the net. They're two and four quad one, three and one quad two. They've got two quad four losses. That's that's that, early in the season. That's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, they're right? fine. Auburn's thirty five. I like Auburn. I've liked them all year. I don't like their their guard play makes them susceptible. At times, well, if you're long, they can't they can't score. But I still like their team, yeah. right? And and so Auburn is is uh, seventeen and eight. They are uh, two and six quad one, five and two quad two, and they have no bad losses. They're ten and zero against quad three and quad four. Right. Uh, State. Here's where State's interesting. State's net today is forty one. They are seventeen and eight. Um. Three and four on the road, four and one on neutral sites. They're ten and three at home. Three and five quad one. Not bad. No. Two and three quad two. And then they're twelve and zero, oh, but nine and zero oh against quad four. Like their schedule was so bad that they give themselves no margin for error. But they're hot right now, and and they're a really good defensive team. Yes. Uh, they locked down Arkansas. Now they shot. They shot it against Arkansas way above their season norms. <laughs> they did. And, and Arkansas had Devontae Davis and um, Ricky Council the fourth go cold on the same night. Otherwise, yep. it's a different game probably. But they're there. And the Mississippi, Missouri's 45. Missouri's 8-0 and against quad four. 3-0 and against quad three. 4-0 and against quad two. Four and six. They're, they're, a, they're a lock. And then Kentucky, man, hey, it's getting it's getting iffy. All right, I'm going on. I'm going Captain Hot Take right now. Yep. Which I've been on the Captain Hot Take since I went and watched them play um, against Ole Miss. What was it two weeks ago? Yep. And I've been saying it since then. I told a good friend of ours that lives in Tennessee and has a morning show in the mornings because he can live in Tennessee and get the bet. 
I said, get the prop bet right now. Kentucky will not make the NCAA tournament. Kentucky is one and seven in quad one. Kentucky will not make the NCAA tournament. They're six and one in quad two, and they have a quad four loss. Kentucky is 46. I need to see the rest. How do they not have two quad four losses? I need to see the rest I guess of their Georgia, What's Georgia considered, quad two or three? Uh, South Carolina's got to be quad four. Yeah, huh? Georgia's 125, so they're not quad four. And it was, at, it was on the road, so that's not. What's South Carolina considered? That's, the, that's, their quad, uh, that's a quad four loss. Gotcha. South Carolina's net after winning at Ole Miss is 253. In case you're curious, the rest of the nets, Vanderbilt's 93, Georgia's 125, Ole Miss is 126, uh, LSU is 146, and Carolina's up to 253. Got a bump. Um, they literally moved up like 30 points. Kentucky's not going to make the tournament. I think they're going to have a quick exit in the SEC tournament as well. I, they can't defend at the rim, man. I don't know what it is. Like, if you watch them play, anybody that that attacks the basket, it's like they have a there is a there is a game plan on those guys. And when you attack the basket, they cannot defend. And if they're if they're off at all, well, I hate the rest of their schedule. Listen to the rest of their schedule. I mean, they just lost to Georgia. They go to Mississippi State on Wednesday night, dude. Uh, Tennessee comes there on Saturday. Loss. Uh, they got to go to Florida Loss. a week from Wednesday. Uh, Auburn goes there on February 25th. And then here's one. I'm telling you now, Vanderbilt goes there March 1st, and then they finish March 4th, senior day, at Arkansas. Like, dude, they're not going to make the tournament. I mean, they, they, those are not of those six games. I mean, you don't look at any of them. I mean, look, they won't lose all those games. But they ain't winning all those games either. I mean, they're going to be some L's in there. I think if they, at best they go three and three in their next six. What's that put them at? They go three and three in their next six. What's that put their conference record at? Uh, I don't have that in front of me anymore. I don't. It would. It would. What it would do to their net is put them at around fifty. I knew we started talking college basketball. My man Dave was going to show up at Mock Ten Sports. Dave is a, Dave is a college basketball aficionado, and he just said Oscar is soft. <laughs> he says pick and roll defense, and he's lost. And he is. It's like, dude, he. They just pick and roll this dude and oh. get free layups at the basket over you watch and their over game? and over. Did you watch their again. game against Arkansas? I watched. I got about a half of it probably. Arkansas just just one bucket after another at the goal. Yeah, it's like, and well, even when they played Ole Miss, I mean, Ole Miss can't score, and you know what they, but you know what they could do? I mean, they were getting free like uncontested layups, man, like uncontested at the rim. Yes, and and the thing with Ole Miss, everybody keeps doing this with me. They're like, what do you think it is? Okay. There's a round ball that you have to put through the round hoop. What color is it? Orange. Oh, okay. And you need to put that thing, it's kind of a burnt orange. You need to put that gotcha. thing through the bright orange hoop as much as possible. So burnt orange through the bright orange. And Got Ole Miss it. is not good at that. Yeah. It's not about effort. It's not about morale. It's not about chemistry. It's No, yeah. they just they can't play score. Hard, yeah, they play hard, they just can't score. And so they go through these three, four-minute stretches where they don't score. And the other team does score, and then they can't catch up. Yeah. It's almost like if you have player, really good players, it, it matters. It's, it's incredible, isn't it? It's almost like the team that has the most good players is going to be the team that's harder to beat. That, dude, that is a novel. I think we're on something here. That is a novel idea you just had there. So you're telling me if you have more good players than the other team that you, you have a good chance of winning the game? I'm giving. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you an example. What are we doing here? I'm gonna give you we an example. We can sell this. So if you took the Super Bowl yesterday, and you put Mahomes on the green team, and you put Hertz on the white 
jersey team, the green team would have won. No. Players matter. Do they? What if you had what if you had Patrick Mahomes on the 49ers? They'd be Super Bowl champions today. Hmm. Dude, that is a novel idea you got there. Yep. That is a novel it's idea. That's why all the people in Chicago, when they passed on Patrick Mahomes to take Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> well, look, in in Chicago's defense, nobody knew Patrick Mahomes was going to be Patrick Doesn't Mahomes. Matter. A lot of teams passed on him. But you, it's, that's the deal. That's the deal. I mean, you passed on him, who also sat a year and developed behind Alex Smith. He did. But, boy, I bet they're glad they did. How about my man, by the way, how about my man, Patrick One-Leg Mahomes, yesterday? You didn't get to watch enough of the game to get some of the old Patty One-Leg. He scrambled around, got him a couple big runs. Yeah. That's your, awesome. that's your guy. <laughs> um, I, I, I like Mahomes fine. I, I, it, it's it, not Mahomes, It's dude. not him. It's, it's, it's everybody around him. Like, yeah. dude, every time I see – look, Patrick Mahomes, I know you're not listening. <laughs> I don't have a problem with Patrick Mahomes. No. I He's, like Patrick Mahomes. I like him a lot. As a, he has actually grown on me a ton as a competitor. And look, I get it. All that new high ankle sprain, tough playthrough. And he sucked it up and he went. He never pulled himself it's out. It's possible he's the goat. Hey, Patrick Mahomes, not soft. No, no, no. Okay, it, it's possible he's the goat. Patrick Mahomes, not soft. My man, Patrick Mahomes, he he he's never soft. No, no, he's he's terrific. But it's the freaking like I'm watching. I, I'm watching. I got the TVs on, and I see him getting interviewed, and I see his freaking goofy ass brother doing fucking TikToks behind his head. That's what pisses me off about Patrick Mahomes. It's his brother, yeah, being a, a, a goof ass dumbball. Like, dude, if that was my brother, right? Like, if, if I was Patrick Mahomes and my brother was doing shit like that, then we gonna have a conversation, man. Like, we got. I mean, you don't think he's had a conversation? Be like, hey, man, you gotta chill the fuck out. Then don't give him a ticket to the game. Well, I understand. Oh, he lives with them and shit, I think. I mean, I mean at some point, you just got to go, hey, listen. I mean, you got to cut him off or something. You're shit. on your own. Yeah. We've been brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, that area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, um, surrounding area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. I, the last thing on SEC basketball there's a handful of games left with these teams that I'm I'm really interested in. Um, Cause uh, A&M, A&M's got some W's coming. Um, I think Auburn's got to win a little bit. I think state's got to win. I think Arkansas has to win a little bit. There's too many teams that have to win. Missouri Spike can't, Missouri can't take the, 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 the pipe, but I think they're good. Um, Arkansas got Smith back. And in the second half, even though he wasn't making buckets, it was like, you're starting to see like I, He's he's a great player, and you can. How much can he help them in the last month? You know, give him credit. By the way, yeah, we always what was his injury. Was, he's got knee stuff, and I, I don't think it's bad. But Nick Smith's going to be one of the first five guys taken in the NBA draft. So you he, think he's pretty good? He could have shut it down. Give him a little credit here. He could have shut it down and said, "You know what? I'm going to protect myself." And no, I wouldn't blame him. Would you blame him? I wouldn't blame him. No. But he said, I want to play. I want to play for my home state team, blah, 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 blah. Cool. Good for him. Anyway, he doesn't. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Everybody's like, oh, well, he missed all these games. But he came back. He didn't have to. He did not. Anyway, uh, we, we talked a lot about this on the morning on. show. Before you go, I want to ask you one question on basketball. Okay. In your opinion, but in the middle eight, Who's gonna get the four seed? Who's gonna get the who's gonna get all the way to Friday out of that middle eight? 
because we know it's going to be A and M, Alabama, and Tennessee. Yeah, who's getting the fourth spot in your opinion? Because you got eight teams separated by two games with six to go. Pull up the schedule. Because the one that I think I want to see their schedule first. Pulling up Missouri's basketball schedule the rest of the way. Missouri is at Auburn, L. Texas A&M at home. That's what I was getting at. Mississippi State. Mm, oh, boy. State can beat them at home. Uh, at Georgia, it's tough. And then they finish strong because they finish with LSU and Ole Miss. So they're at least getting two. They're probably finishing three and three, so maybe them. Let's see, what does um, Arkansas have left? Arkansas the rest of the way. At Texas A&M, it's an L. Florida at home, it's a win. Uh, Georgia at home should be a win. At Alabama, oof. <laughs> at Tennessee, oof. <laughs> and then Kentucky at home. So they're probably going three and three the rest of the way. Three and so. three or two and four. Well, they'll beat, they'll beat uh, Florida, they'll beat Georgia, and they'll probably beat Kentucky at home. Florida's sneaky now. Yeah, they suck lately. Florida's you watch sneaky. them lately? Yeah, Florida's yeah, sneaky. Maybe. I'll give them three and three. So they're going nine and nine. So it's probably not them. That's what I'm saying. Is there, who's they're all, all playing each other. Who's Auburn got? Um, we just said Arkansas. Yeah. I need said to, Missouri. I know Auburn's got Ole Miss at home. Vandy. So, Grind says Auburn's got Ole Miss and Vandy left. All right, Auburn's got Missouri at home. I think that's a W. At Vandy. Not a gimme. Not a gimme. Uh, Ole Miss at home's a win. At Kentucky. At Alabama. Tennessee at home. She's, I don't know. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's going to be a cluster to see what happens at the the end of the season. But somebody's got to be the four seed. That's the way it works. Someone 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 has to be the four seed. Someone will be the four seed. I look for it to be, you know, we talk about how – Friday, you said this a gazillion times. Friday at the SEC basketball tournament is just best day. Best day, dude. It's really gonna be the best day because nobody's gonna have a nobody's gonna have a clue who's gonna win because it's so even. All right, go ahead. What do you want to talk? Well, you're about to start something else. And I well, we, we did you. a lot on Texas and Oklahoma. I'm good there. I just wanted to. Yeah. I'm the co- one thing coming. I'm really watching is the Pac-12 right now. The Pac-12's in trouble. Well, I don't think they're. I don't know if they're in trouble surviving. They're just going to be not. Well, as a power five, if if I tell you that the Pac twelve, if I tell you yeah. if I tell you who, here's who the Pac twelve is in three years, mm-hmm. Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State, Cal, Stanford, Boise State, UNLV, Fresno State, SMU. San Diego State, and somebody. Is that Power Five? I think as long as Washington and Oregon are there, it will be. Okay. Like, they'll pull the others up. But here's the thing is, too. Man. Now, we'll tell you this. I mean, I think it's all – that's why I want – because of what you're saying, you know, again, I understand that I come across as a beer-drinking – idiot redneck sometimes but i actually do think about down the road what happens 
when I said that when it comes to college football that I wanted to do a 16-team playoff, if you did a 16-team playoff like they used to do it 100 years ago. And they eventually will. You know that, right? I know because you, you never can stop. I mean, look at the look at FCS. It'll they, stop at 16, <laughs> but that's where they'll go. But if you did it that way, mm-hmm. okay, again, not popular with anybody. You don't create any more games and all that stuff, right? But if every single conference in America gets an automatic bid, you would stop seeing all this jump to this league, jump to that league stuff. And it would it would preserve some of these conferences and give them survival. Yeah. It would. Yeah. Because, example, Pac-12. Mm-hmm. You think Oregon and Washington are going to be eager to, if, if the if – the Pac-12 got an automatic bid, which they would, just like the Sun Belt. Do you think they're going to be in a hurry to leave that league? Yeah, because of the money. They're going to be in a hurry because of the money. Here, here's the Pac-12's problem. The Pac-12 is about to go to a, a deal where their, their primary games are going to be streaming services only. It, 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 they're not that going, interests me. How, what was the money on that? Did you see? It's 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 minuscule. Is it? I yes. haven't seen anything about it's the It's minuscule. Money. It was I mean, Amazon, right? Yeah, I think so. The problem, the, the problem Pac-12 is going to have is the same problem the ACC is about to have. And I said this on the morning show, so I'm being repetitive. Okay, it's okay. I didn't hear this part. The Big Ten and the SEC are about to make buku money. Big 12 about to join, too. And the Big 12 is going to be making pretty good money, too. They're not going to be at not that yet, level. But they will. Not, yeah, but they're going to be good. Start pulling. Well, they're getting ready to take Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah. They're That's going to wrap up some markets for them. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to make them have some muscle. Yep. Right? They're not going to be at the SEC level or the Big Ten level, but they're going to be close enough that they'll be competitive financially. Not talking about on the field. I'm not talking about playoff bids. I'm talking about money. Yep. If you're the ACC, you're going to start looking at this, going, "What are we doing? Why are Why are we not more competitive? We like I, I said this this morning. North Carolina is going to look across the, the the landscape sooner rather than later, and they're going to be like, "Okay, so I'm looking over here at the Southeastern Conference, and there's Florida, and there's Tennessee, and there's Georgia, and Auburn, and Alabama, and LSU, and they're all making seventy some odd million dollars a year." And then we look over to the Big Ten, and those are kind of more our people, more our academic people, and Wisconsin and Iowa and Michigan and, and Penn State and Rutgers, they're all making $70 million a year. And they're going to say, well, we're making $21 million a year. What are we doing? Yeah. At some point, someone's going, what are we, what are we doing? And someone's going to go, well, we have this rights package. Let's get out of it. I think and, they had and, to do and, a lot with paying $100 million to get out of the Big 12 to go to the SEC, too, when it, they saw them $50 million checks go out last week. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, I mean, but Texas and Oklahoma are going to come out ahead. That's what I'm saying is they say, hey, we're getting $50 million every year. I mean, in, in four years, it pays for itself. Like, they're getting the money they were going to get from the Big 12. Yep. Pay for their deal. Pay for their exit, $50 million exit. Yep. Get the money, and then – they're going to pay they're for just it. Have, they're years. just going to have a hiccup. That's it. It's just going to be a hiccup. And then they're going to be fine. Yep. And I just. Did they work out a deal with Texas on the Longhorn Network? Is that going to go away? Or are they going to. I think it's, I think it's going to go away. Gotcha. Or just kind of get folded in. Yeah. Whatever. You got to give them a little credit, though. The Longhorn Network is the entire reason that the SEC Network's around. They kind of yeah. started all that. Yeah. So you got to give them some props. Sure. But, um, yeah, I, I just. Uh, I'm glad for. Uh, I'm I'm ready to get Texas and Oklahoma in this bad boy. Like twenty three is gonna be this next football season is gonna be really weird. Yes. Because why there's gonna be talk, just like we talk every week about football season, in the back of your head, 
you're waiting on 24. Oh, for sure. Because of the playoff. This this year will be a little bit like almost sentiment. Like, yeah. hey, this is the last year we hey, do all this stuff yeah. that we're used to. And then 24 is going to be exciting because it's going to be new and different and it's going to have a different feel to it. Everybody's whole, got a chance. And yeah, I mean, and look, I mean, the Big Ten will be SC and UCLA at a minimum and Oklahoma and Texas. Suddenly you're going to have new games in the SEC and it'll be cool and I, I mean it's gonna be a different format another sec game nine games it's gonna be different you watch how big of an impact that makes that sure. one game i know watch how big of an impact that makes yeah instead of getting to play tulsa or somebody you're playing whoever texas yeah. right <laughs> you know and you still are gonna have to play your one game they're not gonna give up the the money on the other end they're going to still schedule one premier game. Oh, yeah. I said this morning, and get, I, I believe this is coming. I you're really giving do. up your mid-major game. I'm, I'm not making this up when I say this. I think it's coming sooner rather than later, and it might be two, three, four years. I think you're going to see the Big Ten and the SEC go, you know what? We could make even more money if we would play each other once a year. Like a Big Ten SEC challenge going to do? And I think you'll see that weekend happen. Yeah. I mean, Half the games easy. would be on yeah. Fox. Half the games would be on ESPN slash Disney. Everybody would make a fortune. It's a really attractive way to sell season tickets. If you told Ole Miss, hey, Michigan's coming to town this year. Oh, yeah. Makes that ticket a little more attractive. If you tell people in the Big Ten, hey, Iowa, Georgia's coming to town. Oh, dude. I mean, it's coming. And now. Let me the tell you what else is coming. What's that? And I think. I think we're seeing it right now because you kind of mentioned it. You were you were hitting on it just a second ago. This mm -hmm. Pac-12 thing. Let me tell you what's going to happen: is the Big Twelve keeps expanding, SEC's expanding, yep. Big Ten's expanding. Mm -hmm. Hey guys, look, we're already like, let's just get together and kind of let's do it. Let's kind of just walk out here and do our own thing. It's coming. It's been it's been coming for a long time. We're, it's fast march now. And this is a step. Like, if you're on the treadmill, we were talking about treadmill, me on the treadmill, you on the treadmill today. I just want to make clear I was not running on the treadmill. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> been going like 3.1, 3.2, just kind of yeah. walking. Yeah. People are starting to hit that up button. Belt's, belt's going faster now. I wouldn't be surprised by the next TV deal. Yeah, I, I, I'll be surprised if it takes that long. Really? Yeah. When When is this new SEC deal up? Do you know? Uh, term. I don't know what the length on it is. It'll probably be like some eight, ten year deal. It, it, it won't take that long. It's 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 going to be a fast march. There's too much money, too much money on the table to do it. The only thing that's ever really stopped it is the NCAA tournament. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you what's coming with that. Is people are going to be like, you know what? I get it. But that first round game against Lehigh is not worth what we could do, and you're just going to see everybody play. It's just going to be a big Power 5 tournament or Power 4 tournament or whatever the hell what it if is. You had, what if you had a Power 5, you know, that one league? I mean, they can come up with their own 64 teams. There's already 65 teams in Power 5. Sure. What if you're the one left out? The whole bracketology is the one guy left out. <laughs> <laughs> Fight not to be the last guy in. Yeah, that you'd be a shitty team. So it'd be fine. <laughs> You think that would hurt your job security <laughs> if you were the last team? Yeah, <laughs> the only team not in. Yeah, I think you they would. They you would by the end of that season <laughs> you would know. Hey, you know what? We don't want to play in a tournament. Yeah, just check. Uh, check speaking please. of last thing, you want you had some you have some thoughts on this New Mexico State story? Have you seen this? Yeah, I've been following it, and I'm surprised it doesn't get more attention than it's getting nationally because it's it's I think it's going when it all comes out, and I guess it eventually will. I think it's going to be quite scandalous. 
well, it's already like the first part was scandalous. Yeah. I mean, this came out in December. Yeah. Kind of just went away. Just went away. And now this is this is very clearly This is hazing. Yeah, but it's it's bad hazing. Bad hazing. It's the kind of hazing that not shave your head or dye your hair hazing. It's the kind of hazing that as a parent scares the hell out of you involving your kid. It it's it's some they locked him up. Allegedly Allegedly violated allegedly, allegedly, allegedly violated them in some way. Allegedly. Yeah, I said allegedly. I just said it allegedly yeah. one more time, just in case nobody heard allegedly. Because of our good friend Pat McAfee is getting sued by Brett Favre by not saying allegedly enough. Yeah. So allegedly. Allegedly. If the allegations are remotely true, this is it's criminal. So I suspect this is going to be scandalous when it all eventually comes out. I mean, dude, there's like murder charges being I mean, eh, allegedly there's a lot of things going on. If you uh I mean, I'm to the point I mean, how in the hell I mean, when you suspend a basketball season, like mm-hmm. you're done for the year. Yeah, when you just shut it down. Like, how do you think, <laughs> how bad does it have to be that you shut down the rest of the season? Like, it's got to be bad, 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 bad. Like, what they know and what we what we know are going to be yeah. two different things. Yeah. Like, they know more than we know. For it's sure. It's bad already. For sure. What, they, what, what they've already told us is bad. What they believe to have happened is bad. Woo, get yeah. you some of that. So, um, I did. <laughs> um, what about what about if I told you that Kentucky doesn't make the NCAA tournament? Are you surprised or not surprised? Not surprised. Would I don't. You, I don't. Which think way they will would you bet it, right now that they will not make it? Okay. Some people think I'm crazy on that. No, I don't think they're gonna make it. I, I watched them play. I don't. I don't. I don't think they're very good. They have a, the name on their jersey. If you just took the name off their jersey and watched them play, like right now, teams in the SEC that I think are better than them today, just better than them. Obviously, the three at the top: um, Auburn, uh, Missouri, Texas. I mean, uh, uh, I think Vanderbilt's better than them right now. Um, Arkansas. Uh, the list just go. They're 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 right there with Florida. Flor I don't think Florida's very good. I think Florida apexed in this falling. Gotcha. Um. But I don't. I just don't think they're going to win many games, and so they're going to play in on Thursday in the tournament against one of the kind of teams that I just mentioned, and I think they're going to get beat. Wow. How get those ch- uh, tickets for about thirty six cents? Well, I've told people. I've told people if you ever have wanted to go to the tournament, and you've just not done it because. Kentucky buys up all it's the fun. I've been. Kentucky buys up all the tickets. It's down there in, at Bridgestone in downtown Nashville, right there by all the bars and the mm-hmm. restaurants and stuff. Go, even if you don't have a ticket, if you just want to hang out, like it's the worst places to hang out than Nashville, for God's sake. There is. Um, go hang out, and when Kentucky plays, go get at one of the sports bars near or bars. It's not be a sports bar, but whatever. Go get one of the bars where the Kentucky where, where it's on TV. And if Kentucky's losing on Thursday, close out your tab, get up, or leave. Just go hang out by the exits. When they lose that game, coming out, you'll see them. They'll be decked out in blue. And yes, the fans, the fans that go there, are not their ones that go to Rupp. These are the younger ones that can't get into Rupp. They're going to be pissed off. Just be nice. Don't don't antagonize. Just say. 
you selling your ticket, they <laughs> might hand it to you. They might sell it to you for 10 bucks. You'll get into the rest of the tournament for dirt cheap. You will. I mean, for sure. I, I've been, I, I've, I've been twice, I think. I've watched. I enjoy it. I've, but I've gone out and watched that happen on Thursday at an SEC tournament. Don't antagonize with, oh, y'all suck. No, don't do all that stuff. Nope. Just go, Don't hey, be an Eagles fan. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm really sorry that happened with Kentucky. I bet that sucks to have planned your whole weekend and all that stuff. 50 bucks, I'm telling you, they'll hand you your ticket, and they will go take that money and go drown their sorrows up on Broadway. So it, it's a freebie. Yeah. Fun fact, I was sitting in Bridgestone Arena the night that uh, COVID hit. And they yeah, shut everything I know down. you were. I was there. I drove three quarters of the way there, found out there would be no locker room access, turned around, went back. I was good decision. I was taking a job and thought that was gonna be my last week, uh, my last week of freedom. That's right. And I and we decided to because I was gonna be gone for a while. And uh I said, Hey, let's take the boys to Nashville, spend some time together. They love basketball and stuff. So we got an Airbnb in downtown Nashville. We're going to the tournament and uh COVID hit. Hiring freeze never went. Worked out. It worked out. Yep. Things are good. Be busy. Hey, before I forget, <clears throat> please make sure you hit the like button and the subscribe button. And we'll get these subscribers up. And for all you people over 25 years old that are listening right now, even though it says subscribe, it's completely free. Yes. The subscribe. I think that freaks people out. It does. Yeah. Subscribing to this is completely free. It's one of the reasons I kind of like Spotify. They just say follow. Yeah, follow. That's what it should say. That's what follow. it should say. Because subscribe think, people think they're going to get charged. There is no charge. Especially when they see super chats and stuff like that. They're, oh, there's money, money. Just hit hit the subscribe button. Hit the follow button if you don't mind. Um, we will appreciate it very much. And uh, it helps out. It helps us out a little bit as well. So we appreciate you guys. We've been brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. We'll be back on Thursday. I'm not sure what we have planned for Thursday, but we'll be back on Thursday with another edition of McCready and Siski. Until then, thanks for everyone being in the stream. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.